Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, Putin declares war. The Russian president pulls the trigger on an invasion of Ukraine. Dozens reported dead as the country comes under attack, thousands more fleeing to safety. The Australian government condemns the assault but rules out sending troops. And Melbourne lights up in solidarity with the victims. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. We begin with breaking news. Russia has pulled the trigger on an invasion of Ukraine, with Vladimir Putin confirming a special military operation is now underway. Tanks and troops have rolled in as airstrikes and explosions ring out across the country. Russia has confirmed military facilities and air bases have been destroyed. Dozens of people have been reported killed. Thousands more are fleeing to safety. For more, I'm joined by Jeff Parry, who's on the ground in the Ukrainian city of Lviv. Good morning to you, Jeff. There have been huge developments overnight. Experts morning, say this is the first phase of a larger-scale invasion. Yes, indeed, and it is a large-scale invasion. And, Jody, this, is, uh, this war is barely 12 hours old and the death toll is mounting on both sides. We're looking at uh, military uh, deaths, uh, civilian deaths, as I said, on both sides. The toll is high and getting higher. Uh, Russian forces have made gains over their uh, not-so-well-equipped opposing force, but every gain they've made has been hard won. Uh, Russian troops and tanks have crossed the border on three fronts, and heavy fighting is taking place around several large cities in the east of the country. But the, the capital, Kiev, is the prize that is the seat of government, and um, Vladimir Putin would love to see the end of that. We're expecting to hear later today about much, much more severe sanctions on Russia, but Vladimir Putin just doesn't seem to care. Jody. OK, Jeff Parry in Ukraine, thank you. The G7 has released a statement condemning the actions of Russia as world leaders announced further sanctions. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Good morning to you, Ash. What's the latest? Good morning, Jody. Well, the US president has spoken with G7 leaders this morning. Uh, a statement released, a joint statement uh, released, saying this crisis is a serious threat to the rules-based international order with ramifications well beyond Europe. There is no justification for changing internationally recognised borders by force. President Putin has reintroduced war to the European continent. He has put himself on the wrong 
side of history. We are still awaiting uh, a national address from Joe Biden where it's expected he will unveil another tranche of heavy sanctions on Russia. Uh, but this morning we have also heard from UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson who has spoken in Parliament uh, describing Vladimir Putin as a blood-stained aggressor. For this, Putin will stand condemned in the eyes of the world and of history. He will never be able to cleanse the blood of Ukraine from his hands. Boris Johnson unveiling uh, a heavy set of sanctions on Russia, cutting off uh, Russia's access to the pound uh, and supplies from uh, Russia, supplies of Russian oil and gas, measures that it expects to throw the Russian economy uh, into a recession. Right now, the US president uh, appears to still be weighing up his options. Uh, it's been reported that he's been given a menu of options to even launch cyber attacks on Russia. The question is, would that uh, further escalate the, uh, the situation? But he has been given options to uh, launch cyber attacks that could affect Russia's internet, uh, rail lines and communications. Uh, we are expecting to hear from the US president in the next hour. Jody. OK, Ash Mullaney, thank you. Now we'll go to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. The Prime Minister has hinted at further sanctions. He certainly has, Jody. Good morning, saying Australia won't be in fear of calling out Russia's actions and he's prepared to go further in widening these sanctions. Prime Minister Scott Morrison already widening these sanctions in line with our allies, saying to include all members of Russia's parliament, senior military leaders and four more financial institutions. Deploying economic weapons at this time, but despite ruling out Australian troops being involved, Scott Morrison says there will be consequences for Russia's actions. We must ensure there is a cost for this violent, unacceptable and egregious behaviour. There must be a cost. This is a chilling reminder of the world that we live in. And while the conflict may seem a world away, the impact is already being felt here. The ASX plunged by almost 3% yesterday as experts say there is no sign of when petrol prices will ease as the conflict strains global oil supplies. Overnight, anger over the invasion led to demonstrations right across the country, while buildings in Melbourne were lit up blue and yellow, a show of support for the people of Ukraine. Jody. Okay, Taylor, thank you. To other news now, and the New South Wales mask mandate has been relaxed this morning. Face coverings are no longer required in indoor settings, only on public transport, planes and other high-risk settings like hospitals and aged care facilities. A 20,000-person cap on music festivals has also been lifted. Singing and dancing are now permitted. Mask rules are also easing in Victoria and the official work from home advice is coming to an end. As of 11.59 tonight, masks will no longer be needed indoors. It comes as a row erupts between the Victorian Premier and the Federal Government over a decision to force some students to continue wearing them. Frankly, Victorians don't take orders from Greg Hunt, the bloke who forgot to place an order for vaccines. Children in years three to six will still be required to keep masks on in the classroom. 
WA has recorded more than 600 new local COVID cases for a second day in a row. A total of 617 infections were reported yesterday as businesses brace for new restrictions. The McGowan government has unveiled a $67 million support package to help them out. Queensland's flooding emergency has continued into the night with intense rainfall lashing the state's southeast. The deluge has claimed a second life, the body of a missing 54-year-old man found near Gympie. Closing in on the southeast. Gympie, the Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast, Brisbane, all already saturated and all now bracing for another soaking. Whitewater raging from Whopper Dam. The severe system building, brewing, gathering power and sadly claiming another life. The body of 54-year-old Phil Lambert found near Gympie after he went missing in floodwaters. Crews searched desperately for him for more than 24 hours. This is a very tragic outcome to a very extensive search. His family are obviously very traumatised. Uh, incredibly upset. It's a highly distressing uh, situation. The flooding's first victim has been identified as 63-year-old Philippa Taylor from Belli Park, who was found dead in her submerged SUV. The sodden conditions are stopping commuters in their tracks. Workers won't be able to retrieve the derailed train at Traveston for days. The biggest falls recorded at Currumbin Creek with 101 millimetres. Warnings remain in place for the Mary, Noosa, Maruchi, Malula, Caboolture and Upper Brisbane rivers. This is the Stanley River just outside of Woodford and like many waterways across the Sunshine Coast it has swollen and burst its banks leaving a number of properties cut off. The levels have been dropping throughout the day but with more rain it's expected they will rise and leave plenty of people stranded. A nervous wait for Michelle Dranfield, who's already had to move 45 animals to higher ground. Joel Dry, 7 News. Australia could soon be sending an astronaut into space for the first time in our nation's history. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has pledged $65 million as part of a new funding plan with the Australian Space Agency. Part of the funding will go towards developing up to three new space ports or launch sites. It's hoped the move will triple the size of our space industry by 2030. Cricketing legend Rod Marsh is recovering in a Queensland hospital after suffering a heart attack. The 74-year-old, who played 96 tests for Australia, was in Bundaberg for a cricket match but became unwell when leaving the airport. It's understood his condition has stabilised but remains serious. Tennis ace Nick Kyrgios has opened up about a shock mental health battle. The Australian Open doubles champion took to social media, describing the 2019 tournament as one of his darkest periods. In the post, Kyrgios says he'd been battling suicidal thoughts and depression, as well as alcohol and drug abuse. He's implored anyone with mental health problems to reach out to him. The futures of more than 1,000 tradies across the country remain in limbo this morning after ProBuild went into administration. $5 billion worth of unfinished projects have been abandoned and administrators Deloitte are now focusing on stabilising the business. ProBuild really could just be the first major contractor, but contractors, generally speaking, are under significant pressure. ProBuild's parent company blames hardline border restrictions and lockdowns for the collapse. 
Detectives in Melbourne are hunting a gang of clumsy firebugs targeting tobacco shops. They've already caused $4 million worth of damage across the city, even setting themselves on fire twice. Police are seeking to analyse those injuries sustained to identify the culprits and they believe they're linked to one crime gang. Childcare centres across New South Wales are battling a gastro outbreak. Almost 1,000 children and 200 staff have been struck down, marking a 97% increase on the typical number of infections for February. Parents are being urged to keep children at home if they're unwell. Symptoms to look out for include vomiting, diarrhoea and fever. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading down this morning. The, La- the Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished almost 3% lower, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,923 US dollars an ounce, oil 96 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.28 US cents, 82.23 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. The Queen has postponed another two virtual audiences as her COVID symptoms persist. Buckingham Palace says the meetings will be rescheduled and the 95-year-old will continue with light duties for the week. The Queen held her weekly call with the Prime Minister yesterday and is still reported to be feeling mild cold-like symptoms. The New Zealand Prime Minister has been rushed out of a school event in Christchurch and into a waiting van as a rabble of protesters chased. The group shouted abuse and decried vaccine mandates. Police officers formed a barrier to allow the Prime Minister to pass through. A driver in Palm Beach, Florida, who hesitated crossing a drawbridge, got a real scare when the bridge began opening. It's not clear why he paused, but he became stuck as the span rose and later was tipped forward with the back wheels jammed in the gap. The car was eventually driven away while the bridge operator was sacked. The husband of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who was shot dead when Alex Baldwin's gun fired, has broken his silence. Matt Hutchins, who is suing the actor, has told NBC he's so angry Baldwin refuses to take responsibility for the death of his wife on the set of Rust. The idea that the person holding the gun causing it to discharge is not responsible is absurd to me. There's multiple responsible parties. Baldwin has said, I feel someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. TV reporters know live shots can attract a crowd, but it's not often that your mother rolls up. Hi, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to work right now. You're over there calling my phone. This is D'Angelo. You can say hi. And don't be holding up traffic because you got cars behind you. That's Miles Harris from US ABC and his proud mum Sandy. The video has gone viral. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A 
A unique piece of Aussie motoring history goes to auction this weekend. It's a 1979 VH Holden. Most of them are junk by now, but this is the only surviving factory prototype, a full-sized hand-built model where even the front grille is carved from wood. At a glance, this might look like any old Holden Commodore, but a closer look reveals it's one of a kind. It's one of the rarest barn finds ever to be surfaced here in Australia. It's being described as an ultimate survivor, built as a prototype for the SLE Commodore in 1979, the only one in existence. So this was built before the VH SLE came out, and you can actually see by inspecting the vehicle, there's parts that are in there, such as the radio, that aren't actually real. If you took it out, it's just a mock-up. It was recently discovered hidden in a garage underneath a dust sheet in country Victoria in near perfect condition. The front grille is hand carved from wood. There are even pieces of modelling clay still sitting in the boot. And they've been left here for since the vehicle was created nearly 40 years ago. Catching the attention of motoring enthusiasts around Australia. I love the history and the provenance of it more than the car itself, I think. Test drives are definitely out of the question. While its engine is believed to be fully functional, this car has never been started before, let alone driven. I think the minute it's driven, it's ruined. It'll go under the hammer this Saturday at Lloyd's Auctions and is expected to sell for well into six figures. Christy Cooper, 7 News. Essendon have elevated inspirational former captain Neil Danaher to legend status during an emotional Hall of Fame event in Melbourne last night. Also elevated were 1993 Brownlow medalist Gavin Wanganine, whose son Tex was this week awarded his first AFL contract, two-time premiership player Dustin Fletcher and the late Dr Bruce Reid, who served as the club's doctor for 36 years. A couple of underdogs plan to cause a stir in the Supercars Championship. Team Erebus drivers Will Brown and Brody Kostecki have been testing in heatwave conditions at Victoria's Winton Raceway. Brown back from what he calls a casual off-season. You know, did a fair bit of water skiing, a uh, fair bit of training, caught COVID, which was fantastic. A uh, good bit of training there. Brown won his first race at Sydney's Eastern Creek, the venue for next weekend's season opener. Daniel Ricciardo has made a statement after finally taking to the track as Formula One's pre-season testing unfolds in Barcelona. The 32-year-old Aussie clocked the fastest time on day two, rising to the top late in the four-hour outing. It comes just a day after his British McLaren teammate Lando Norris set the benchmark in the opening session. Officials are on the hunt for a mystery lotto winner with two lucky Aussies sharing a mammoth $126 million Powerball jackpot. A player from New South Wales and one from Western Australia have scored more than $60 million after last night's draw. Coffs Harbour residents are being urged to check their tickets this morning with the winning ticket sold at a local outlet. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs along the east coast are causing heavy rain in southeast Queensland and northeast New South Wales, also bringing showers and storms for other parts of New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. A developing monsoon trough and lows are generating storms and showers in the northern tropics and northern WA. Around the capitals today, rainy with heavy, possible heavy falls in Brisbane, heading for a top of 25 degrees. Showers and 27 in Sydney 
23 and showers in Canberra. Melbourne cloudy heading for 23. Hobart early drizzle 19 degrees the top, mostly sunny and 29 degrees in Adelaide. Sunny 33 in Perth and showers with a possible storm 30 in Darwin. And that's 7 early news for this Friday the 25th of February.